a woman leading um, a for-profit organization mm-hmm. to start off with. Um, and I, I, on one hand, you know, you could take it as flattery. Oh, they see some kind of leadership and creative ability, so they want to bring me into their fold, right? That's one way you could think about it. It's a way, yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, why is it that what you want me to do essentially is to take all these ideas that are happening over here in this space where actually a lot of women are running things, right? Because our team is like mostly women. And then what you want us to do is put your name on it. You want to own it. You want to be the one to say that this is your image, but it's us (laughs) bringing the ideas, you know, doing the work. Let's begin. What up, folks? This is Leroy Barber, and this is the Sit Up Podcast. And uh, y'all know we try to take this show on the road as much as we can uh, because uh, we, we like to do things a little bit differently here at Sit Up. And so this week, Uh, We had the honor of being at the Inhabit Conference, uh, and we were able to connect with a number of really good folks uh, that we are going to be putting out here over the next few weeks. So we uh, invite you to enjoy uh, this exploration uh, that we had at the Inhabit Conference, this conference that is about what does it mean uh, to see God in place, and you'll get the stories from different folks who uh, who are working in a specific place and context, and and trying to trying to represent and see where God is working in those places. So we're excited about it. We're excited about you getting uh, to listen to this content. And 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 as always, if you have any questions, uh, if you have any uh, talk back for us, let us know. This is the Sit Up Podcast. Uh, you will hear producer Andrew Morgan uh, throughout these interviews. I am Leroy Barber. We are pleased to be with you again. Let's begin. Welcome into the Sit Up Podcast. I am your producer, Andrew Morgan, sitting in for Dr. Leroy Barber. He will be uh, back on the next episode, but this is a very, very special episode. I get a chance to come to Inhabit and all these other different conferences, and we meet some really, really interesting people. So right now, I'm going to introduce you to someone that just kind of peering in and reading about the work uh, that this person does. Was very excited to ask him to be on the show. So, can you uh, introduce yourself to the people? I can. My name is Dia. Um, I am an interdisciplinary artist, and I am also the director for a beautiful community called the Embrace Collective. So, what exactly say say that again? The Embrace Collective. Well, that part I got. <laughs> the artist. What type of artist are you? Interdisciplinary. So, so tell me what that is. So that means that I do just about anything except for sculpture, and I don't play a musical instrument. Okay. (laughs) But as far as, give me some examples of what it is that that really you love doing. Visual art, like painting, but I also work with textiles. Um, I have a degree in filmmaking. I love to sing as well. I love writing also, performance. I run the gamut. Okay. So 
what kind of when you say filmmaking are we talking documentaries are we talking short films what are we talking what do you love about film mainly i've worked with short films i'm working my way up to features i um, definitely want to do some documentaries as well but the thing the reason why i chose filmmaking is because it incorporates every other art form yes so you can do everything in a film yes you much. can yeah. <laughs> that's what i love to do i love to mix and mingle tell me a little bit about how your whole being, like who you are, how does that intersect with the work that you do? Oh, man. Ugh. You know, the thing is, people talk about art making as a way of expressing self. But for me, I feel like it's also a way of me coming into a greater understanding of what I'm experiencing. So what I mean by that is that sometimes I'll have an experience, I'll go through something and you know, maybe words won't come immediately or I can't quite process, but then I'll go and I'll make something and it's a chance for me to see aspects of myself projected back to me. And then I can begin to process and begin to kind of sort through what it is that I am experiencing. So where does what is ministry and, and community come into that space? For sure. This is better um, connected to the Embrace Collective. So um, what we do there is we basically gather creatives, gather artists to um, help them to cultivate their capacity for social healing. And so the whole thing is this, the idea that artists are constantly taking ideas from birth to fruition, right? Or from seed to fruition. And a lot of times you'll hear people, especially right now, post pen or midst of the pandemic still, but you'll hear people saying, oh, I want something different. What about innovation? We want creativity. We can't go back to the way things were. How do we do that? And my whole thing is that artists are always constantly doing exactly what you say you're looking for. They're coming up with these ideas and they're bringing them into reality. And so what we do is we help artists and creatives to take that capacity to generate new ideas and to share it with their communities, to share it in their local places, to share within their spheres of, influ spheres of influence. What are you loving about this space right now? What's, what's the thing that just, it gives you pure joy? You're thinking of it now, what is it? First thought. Okay. I love when people, after having experienced something um, within Embrace, they come back and they say that it changed the way that they create art. It changes the way that they think about making art. To me, that is that. And also when they come back and they say that our space felt like church to them, because we don't call ourselves a church, at least not at this moment. but. We are very upfront about our beliefs, you know, very upfront about our faith practices, but we tend to attract people who are what would be classified as de-churched or people who maybe just have a very expansive idea of God. You know, so they're seekers or they're curious about what faith is or they're in um, sort of recuperating stages of their faith walks. And so I love when they come in and they say, um, being with you all felt like church and it felt safe and it felt like I had a place where I belonged and where my gifts mattered and where I felt like I was seen. Those two elements, my art changed and I feel like I have a place with you all. Mm. So when did this happen for you? Uh, where you, when was one of the first times in your life where you said, oh, I matter, I belong here. Have you, have you had that moment? I love that question. I would say that happened for me in seminary. I went to Fuller Seminary and I met this most amazing artist, Makoto Fujimura, a Japanese-American artist, and he created a fellowship program, which he, same kind of idea, sort of, where he gathered um, the artists that were on campus, and we just had fellowship together. And 
for me, that was one of the first times where I felt like, oh, I actually fit in this place. So bouncing off of those feelings, taking that, did you find something within you that said, oh, I've got to replicate this for others? Or has the thing you're working on, did it just happen? Because you're doing that now. Mm -hmm. You're giving others that. Mm -hmm. But was, was that the intention? I knew when we first started that I wanted to gather creatives. We started like in the middle of 2020, mm -hmm. summer. So everything is going awry. Protests everywhere. People are dying. Sickness is happening. It's just like bananas. And I just kept thinking, who are the people who are going to lead us forward into the next? Because obviously this is a shaking moment that we're all in and we're never going to be able to completely go back to what was before. We really shouldn't even desire to go back to completely how it was before. So who was going to lead us forward? And I just kept coming back to the artists. And my whole thing is, is that, yes, individual artists have their gifts, but until we come together, until we gather and learn from one another, teach one another as well, um, there are some key ideas, there are some key instincts, there are some key uh, prophecies, if you understand that language, that will be missing. And so we needed to gather, that energy needed to come together, because that's the only way that uh, we're going to be able to move forward into the new. Um, I think when people first started saying that it felt like church to them, I was surprised. It wasn't something that we intended to do. I mean. It's our faith is embedded in everything that we're doing, but it, it's never um, something that we overtly state. Um, we're not hitting anybody over the head with it, basically. And so I was I was so surprised that people felt like they had that kind of belonging. Yeah. You know, so you're doing this great work, but great work it, it comes at a cost. So what is the what is it like financing these type of dreams and this type of ministry? For sure. So we've been very blessed to have received some kind of starter grants, mm -hmm. you know, but also what we're working through now is thinking about new forms of uh, financial models, business models as well, because, you know, unfortunately, like thinking back to 2020 and even beyond, um, artists get hit pretty hard when there's some kind of financial disruption on a mm -hmm. macro level. Um, and so we have been thinking about how is it that the most creative people on the planet, like they're doing this all the time, aren't able to find sustainable ways of just living, you know? And so we've been playing around with different modes of um, finances, meaning we'll mix a little bit of grant funding, but also doing a little bit of um, kind of like gallery representation, um, workshops as well. So our artists, when they're working with us, they'll create um, workshops that we're able to, um, to share with other people. So we're really trying to find our stride within this. It's been a really interesting journey, trying to find the right mix, but that's been our commitment since the beginning. Now, what what, what community are you doing this in again? Uh, we're a virtual community. And our whole thing is, is that what we're trying to do is to give tools and ideas and inspiration for the creatives within their spaces. So we're equipping them, we're giving them ideas, they're equipping us as well, and then we, um, they kind of go out within their spheres of influence and they share. So we're all over the United States. We haven't gone global yet. Focus on the U.S. Do you ever, have you, have your organization ever been approached with, you know, hey, come assimilate to this and we'll fund you deeper? Um, I run a creative agency and people do that to me all the time, oh, okay. especially white men. 
let's just state it like it is. Yeah. It, it has always, always, always been white men that have, you know what? There was one black man. So always, there's but always men, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. It's always been a man. And I think, I'm so glad you brought this up because I think there's just something about the idea of a woman leading um, a for-profit organization mm-hmm. to start off with. Um, and I, I, on one hand, you know, you could take it as flattery. Oh, they see some kind of leadership and creative ability, so they want to bring me into their fold, right? That's one way you could think about it's, it. It's but, a way, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, why is it that what you want me to do essentially is to take all these ideas that are happening over here in this space where actually a lot of women are running things, right? Because our team is like mostly women. And then what you want us to do is to put your name on it. You want to own it. You want to be the one to say that this is your image, but it's us <laughs> bringing the ideas, you know, doing the work. And so it's happened so many times that I'm beginning to see the pattern, you know, I'm beginning to see the pattern. Now, this might be a simple answer that you may have, and or it could be an answer if it's not on you to answer this. But I'm going to ask you, if you had the opportunity, which you, you kind of do right now in this space, um, if you wanted to address men who are just deeply in bed with patriarchy. As a leader, what is your message for them? My first instinct is that I don't need to answer that question. Right. And let me unpack that a little bit. Sometimes, and this also goes to me being a black woman, you know, sometimes you're in spaces where people want you to address the issues on the table. Um, and the reality is that sometimes my energy is better spent just yeah. doing the thing rather than trying to convince you otherwise. Exactly. Right? Like, is it necessary for me to convince you? Maybe not. But if I were to engage in the conversation, um, it's really just a, a call to, if you believe in what we're doing so much, just put your resources behind it. Period. That's it. That's it. <laughs> to say anything else, you know, you fund a little bit and don't need to have your name slapped on anything, you know, just no pictures given. No, nope. nope. you don't need anything. No, nope. you're not getting any. Yeah, just support. Just support. Let it be enough. So black woman. Is that how is that for you uh, in society right now? I will say I have. I love being a black woman. All right. I will say that I love, and this is this has been a journey for me to get here, but I love the fact that I come from such strong, creative leaders. You know, I think about my ancestors a lot and, and just what kind of people they had to be in order for me to exist in this time, able to do the work that we're doing. And I feel so proud to come from that lineage and that heritage, you know? I feel yeah. so proud. Um, but there have been like parts of my journey where I had to come to the, um, come into the awareness that people viewed my, my blackness and my femininity as like license for inappropriate gestures or inappropriate advances, or um, like we just talked about, like trying to um, take over something that doesn't belong. Yeah. to whomever's asking, you know, so th- I, that comes with the territory. But to me, it doesn't dominate the story anymore. I think at one yeah. point it was like, how do I navigate this? What am I supposed to do with all of these other opinions coming at me, even if I don't see myself in the way that so-and-so does, you know? And so I had to navigate that and I had to figure out that my lane is my lane and I'm loving the journey and I'm loving who I'm, who I'm becoming. And that's good. That's enough. That's beautiful. So 
in this journey, in this path? Where, do you, where are you going? You know, I love what I do right now. I love owning my own creative agency. I love being the director of a beautiful, diverse, creative community. I love making my art, and I really just want to see that scaled. You know, all of my, my heroes are people in the entertainment industry who are uh, both um, incredibly gifted in their crafts as creatives, but also leading business ventures. You know, they always do both. And that's yeah. the pocket that I want to be in. And so I want to continue to grow as an artist. I want to continue to grow as a businesswoman. I want to continue to grow as a community leader. Because um, I think we're we're in the right pocket. We're on the right flow. It's just that we need to continue the journey. You yeah. know, let it grow. Well, I'm coming to the end of my time that I have with you, but I want to ask you a few more questions before we go. Is this a work that you feel is sustainable without your without your influence? I think not yet, um, because we're still brand new. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little baby organization. Um, but I have always had it in my mind that I want to build things that can last far beyond me. Um, that is just I get so excited when I think about the idea of longevity. Um, and for me, longevity is never just about one person. Um, I do see my time right now as being important. I see my time as being critical um, because I'm part of the team that's laying down foundation. But again, going back to my ancestors, I think about people uh, who came before me and laid those bricks that I now stand on. And I think it's just my my turn to lay the next level of bricks. But I definitely, I don't know when that will be, but I definitely want to create spaces um, that can run on their own, that can run with other leaders at the home and still keep our core, our essence. Because so, right now my job is to help us to shape that core, to help us keep it sharp while we're still figuring out uh, how to grow our limbs and how to walk this thing out. We're like a baby, you know. So how can people get involved with what you're doing? Is that a possibility or? It will be pretty soon, yes. So um, definitely visiting um, Embrake's website, embrake.co. So that's I-N-B-R-E-A-K.co. Um, definitely visiting the website. And then also my creative agency is diastudios.com. That's also a good way as well. Um, I'm trying to get into the habit of posting these things on the website. And then also, of course, Instagram. Um, so you can find us um, inbreak.co on Instagram, uh, dia.studios on Instagram, and then my personal art page, dia.artist. All right. Well, is there anything before we go that you would love to address or just talk or just say to the sit up audience before we get out of here? In this time that we are living in right now, it is so important that you connect with those in your community and you create and you make. Don't worry about too much of uh, the end result or goal right now. The idea right now is just to try new things because what I see society-wise is that we are like almost trying to go back into those old rhythms and what we need are, are people who are um, going to put forth new ideas and new practices and new rhythms and the only way that we can begin to see what those new, new rhythms will be is if we try out things and test new things and we shouldn't do it alone. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you for coming up and talking to me today. I wish I had a little bit more time because I feel like there's a lot more that we can tap into. But, you know, maybe we'll find you later down the line and try to get another interview in soon. Thank you for having me. So thank good. You. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this uh, episode. Once again, I am your producer, Andrew Morgan, sitting in for Dr. Leroy Barber. Let's begin. Thank you. Live life like you know the clock's ticking on your market.
set ready. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.